0: John.
1: Hi, this is Sarah. Hi, this is Allie.
0: And welcome to the Millennial Gap. So this episode, we're going to talk about irrational fears from our childhood.
1: I think this was a John Mullaney bit, but he talks about how he thought quicksand was going to be a significantly bigger problem in his adult life. <laughs>
0: So, th- there's another John Mulaney bit, talking about John Mulaney, going to uh, what, like, it's basically like school a meeting where you have to be a part of it. It's like, you didn't pay money to be yelled at by a random stranger about doing How is this cocaine. an irrational It fear. is not a rational <laughs> Actually, you Actually, no, know it is. It's like, you'll be walking down the street one day and, uh-oh, someone's going to kidnap you. What do you do? You you go, sorry, Put I'm this a small— accent. This is literally the accent he uses. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, I'm a small <laughs> re- child. Don't kidnap me. And then you hit him in the nuts and you run.
1: Solid plan. I mean, yeah, definitely. That is kind of what
2: they teach girls about potentially getting kidnapped.
1: You learn you have to sing. Thanks. Solar plexus instep nose groin.
0: I mean, you, you did the nose and the groin to the same place? You
1: know, we're just this person, it, it's all
2: just condensed. It's visual oh, okay. for an audio medium. Visual <laughs> audio medium! And irrational fears. Yes. yes. Ali, you said you had a ton. Yes, oh, I, I do. I
0: wait to hear all of Ali's dark secrets.
1: So, this is one that has persisted into adulthood but I am violently unsettled by stop motion animation. Ooh, like how so? I I hate it. I can't watch it. I like, really, like, like, you can't what, watch
2: that? Nightmare Before Christmas. That one I'm weirdly okay with. It's what like a Coraline.
1: Don't love Coraline.
0: The Corpse Bride.
1: Also not great.
2: Okay, oh, stop naming i'm not gonna but, no it's i i
1: realized I, I think maybe that's because they were done in a more recent medium the ones that truly freak me out are really old school 1970s like i can't i can't deal with gumby i cannot so- i
0: mean gumby's creepy in general
1: gumby something about gumby unsettles me so much it's that and then like the christmas special with like the um i think we've talked about this previously like, <laughs> miser i i cannot deal with the miser Mizer. It makes me so viscerally uncomfortable. I just cannot deal with it whatsoever.
2: Mine, I don't feel like are super irrational, but I can definitely tell you one of them. Um, I have a fear of bugs crawling all over me. Yeah, that, no, not I don't 100%. really think that's irrational, but at the same time, like they're not going to crawl all over me. I think I'm realizing- Thinking about it makes me like uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm realizing now that most of my things must fall into the uncanny valley sort of situation because it's things that are almost human, but not quite. So for example, it's stop motion animation. There's just something slightly off there. The one I, I have pretty severe, I think it's, chlorophobia whatever the fear of clowns is
2: oh i do too (laughs) yeah so my everyone like no. Clowns are fucking scary. So no, it, Clowns it, are it, the
0: worst thing in general.
2: But I have night, like I've had nightmares about clowns, and I've not actually been to like a circus in 25 years. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I tried to take Sarah to a circus last year. Like, no, clowns can't, can't, don't want to no. know.
1: But it got it was really bad because it's what for me it's one of those things that genuinely well when it is relevant it affects my life to the point that my office every year on Halloween goes full out like we de- decorate offices, everybody dresses up. And one of the teams decided to dress all up in the theme of Pennywise because it had no. come out that year. Oh, uh, no, thank you. Most of them I was kind of okay with, but one of my coworkers was specifically dressed up, like had the Pennywise mask and everything. And he's the greatest guy on the planet. So I would be sitting in an office and he would walk in to, you know, come get candy or come get a drink. And I had to physically leave the room because I was so freaked out. But it's, it's, yeah, clowns, stop motion, animation. And I also don't love people in costumes. The Mickey Mouses and Plutos at Disney World. Oh,
2: okay. Gotcha.
1: It makes me very uncomfortable.
2: You've seen pictures of John and I in like cosplay.
1: That's completely <laughs> I think different. It's not a yeah.
2: fine in comparison.
1: When the th- it's when someone's face is covered that I get very uncomfortable gotcha. to the point that my
2: mom is mascots.
1: Yeah, mascots. I don't Ooh, care for them. Hey. But my mom loves to tell this story. I <laughs> must according to her I must have been like 18 months old and we were at some kids birthday party and someone yeah. in a Mickey Mouse costume came in and of course all the other kids are like, "Oh, it's Mickey." And she said I I kind of skittered up her like a creature <laughs> and refused to let go. And like apparently they had to leave the party because I was just having a full-on meltdown at this character. But what she said, which probably should have cured my fear of clowns, is that when I was 3 or 4, I was at a birthday party and the guy who was supposed to be the clown came to the party without makeup, without anything. And he would show the kids specifically like, I'm going to put the makeup on now. And you can see this is my nose and this is so all the nice. things I have. Yeah. So as a means to make the kids more yeah. comfortable. Like I said, now I'm just talking about clowns. I'm getting hot and kind of bothered. <laughs> okay. Not not so not in that sort clowns. of way. It's more in like, a, I'm like s- mm. I feel like a, a rash almost. So John, tell us about your irrational childhood fears.
0: I'm, I will definitely. So one fear I'm, sto- I'm starting to slowly get rid of now is like the fear of darkness like and like i used to be terrified of like just being in a dark room by myself to the point where if like when i was like in my parents house alone because no one else was like everyone was traveling my brother was in school and i was home alone i would take my baseball bat up with me i would run up the staircase which is two flights sometimes trip shut lock both doors and like Double check all. All there's a lot, Turn the alarm on, which was a very old-fashioned alarm back in the day. But yeah, like that was my worst fear. And then like I've always kind of had a fear of death, but that's not really.
2: I think it's irrational. irrational.
0: <laughs> I, I would say that's very rational. irrational. His um,
2: dementor would be a dementor. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean his bogart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have the, uh, bogart, and yeah. And
0: the bogart. But I mean, I guess when I was younger, I was very scared of things that were randomly like pop up and try to scare me. Mm-hmm. Like like that, those sudden jumps, like those like in horror houses and like all those weird puzzles but to the point where i think one person popped up and i almost straight up punched him because so th- this was in college so and you was, were like, nick was...
1: miller in that episode of new girl where he punches jess in the haunted house
0: no if only so this was a haunted house where we started, like, it's multiple haunted houses in college, you started waiting in line for about an hour, but people try to scare you in the line. And then the, the the first part of the haunted house is you're going on your hands and knees and crawling through a maze. Nope. nope. The, the, the thing is, and they don't tell you this, is the maze is a big old circle, and so unless you're paying attention to where the exit is, you're going to be trapped there for a while. Nope. No. And so... I, I took at least a lap or two and then this scare actor who was just like guy in a clown suit, I'm like, hey, and I'm like he was a jester. I'm like, hey, where's the exit? He went, right, right, right. And I'm like, come on, I am lost. Where's the exit? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep fucking looking then. Have a good one. So I finally found the exit and this guy went, huh? And I literally put my fist back in there. air, was like, whoa, dude, I'm sorry. Keep
1: going that way. Your friends are looking for you. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> John Man. gets sued at the card. <laughs> I was going to say- you have more? No, no, oh. no. I was going to say, th- so there's a theory specifically behind certain fears. So okay. uh, In a sense that they make sense. So darkness makes sense as a particular fear because if you think about it, it's that period where you can't see anything. Therefore, you're in a period of unknown or bugs. Bugs have the implication of like diseases or sickness or what have you. So while they might appear- technically as irrational fears in the sense that they won't necessarily hurt you it's grounded in some sort of evolutionary adapt adaptation that was 100 oh, yeah however why are we so freaked out by the uncanny valley
2: i think it's that idea of the i think adult. you need to give a little reference for yes what the uncanny valley is
1: so the uncanny valley essentially is this theory that states that if a human being can recognize something as almost human but not quite there's this very deeply unsettling feeling that happens so for example porcelain dolls yeah so in that sense uh the stuff that we would view as fine or dolls
0: in general but continue <laughs> Yes.
1: Yeah, so cartoons totally fine Actual humans, totally fine. It's when you get into that middle zone, like the Polar Express movie that Tom Hanks was in, that mm. it's very deeply unsettling. Yeah. Avatar.
2: Avatar. Slightly, uh, super unsettling for me. Avatar. Not the last airbender. Okay. Avatar, the ones in Na'vi, they're I, I, I mean, motion captured. Yeah.
0: So so there are a part that of Avatar was Avatar's M9 Shyamalan movie, which was unsettling. So <laughs> but
1: that's only that's unsettling for a different reason. That's because
2: but... garbage. But so <laughs>
1: that why that is what's so unsettling to me about this whole theory of the Uncanny Valley, which means that evolutionarily we have evolved so that if something is not quite human, it really freaks us out. What was the purpose of that? What could have potentially happened that we've adapted that as a potential fear? Uh, horror movies? No, so no, 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 But like this goes, this goes back forever if someone sees something that's not quite human. So this has something that's ingrained in our DNA that we so? don't trust things that aren't 100% human or that we can clearly recognize as this is meant to be caricature.
0: I am going to say something. And you guys can believe me or not, I'm going to say literally aliens or like, or in some way, in some form, when, you know, came or, or, or different humans in a different time period were around, there was something else in the universe that people interacted with that looked like humans but they weren't
1: exactly or, which is so un- which is such a freaky concept
0: or, or it's like so there's this game i didn't play but i watched a gameplay of because i'm not really a big horror game fan but it's called little nightmares and the premise is you're this small human being on this ship around all these other gluttonous creatures and beings but it's kind of an uncanny, incali- it is kind of an, incali- an, an, an an uncanny valley effect. All these things and all these creatures and people that large ones look like people are like grotesque and like obese and just like insanely heavy. But it's all costumes, so it's this idea that like they're trying to appear to be human, but in the most grotesque way. So like that's a weird fear of mine. Like we're like the game The Last of Us. For example, hmm. if I'm not sure if you guys know that game, it's so close to reality that it could happen, but it doesn't. And that, like that game I loved playing, because it was, but it was just so intense and so like I was like gripping onto my controllers so tightly because of the fact that I knew that there was something that had human characteristics, but their face was just so mutated.
1: It short circuits your brain almost. Exactly. Yeah. What was
2: the what, that game you played where there was like the little sister? Oh, that's Bioshock. Right. That one. I loved watching it because it was beautiful, but that fucking freaked me out because it yeah. could happen. Correct. And I think that might be one of the reasons why the uncanny valley is like a thing that people fear because some of those things could happen.
1: I so what I I guess my whole point is that our fears are ultimately grounded in some sort of evolutionary advantage. You don't go near the bugs because the bugs could hurt you. So
2: tell me why I'm afraid of falling from a height. Oh, well, I kind of know that. One. <laughs> <laughs> you won't die if you fall from a height. I am. I am scared of getting going up something yeah. that's high. I, I don't. Ca- I don't really give a shit about airplanes, but I won't like going up a water slide scares the crap out of me. Going on rollers roller coasters scares me. But it's like it's not. It's going up because I know the fall is happening, and that freaks me out. Sarah's friend and
0: I did try to give Sarah some immersion therapy in California. We put her on California Screamin', which for anyone that knows what it is, it's now the Incredicoaster. It's as awesome, but crazy. It, it,
2: was, it was the worst thing ever. So,
0: so literally, it starts with a countdown. I'll, I'll show Ali the. thing. It was
2: almost as bad as that carnival ride where you go inside a big... Circular thing, and it spins you so fast that you don't even need to be strapped in. Yeah. Oh, the tilt-a-roll? The no, no, it's, no, like no a, it's like a big... It's, a, it's like a centrifuge. Yeah, yeah the t- it's the tilt a
1: whirl
0: Is that a tilt I think yes, I vomited
2: is. after that. Good. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> but, oh, but... another
2: story about vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't for me. I, I... Irrational fears. I don't i'm a relatively logical person i tend to kind of talk myself out of the fear but the two that i have are are i think they're pretty rational <laughs> there is a logic behind i don't like walking in tall grass because i'm afraid it's bugs you should just read that stephen
1: king book which is i think it's nope. just in the tall grass Nothing's no Steven bugs being,
2: nope <laughs> no bugs so
0: so talk about irrational fears and like there are sorts of it so i watched the movie the ring Which was a bad idea because I I used and I still do. I fall asleep with the TV on, and so after watching the ring, which I'm like I shouldn't, as much as I shouldn't be watching this, I shouldn't be watching this. I could not physically fall asleep for an entire day. This was, I think, living on the Upper East Side or somewhere. I had to have all the lights on, doors locked, windows locked, and I just stayed up for 24 hours straight to make sure nothing would come. Uh, to the point where I unplugged the fucking TV.
2: I think you had two irrational fears that we've gotten rid of, John. The closet door has to be closed.
0: Oh, so the closet door story is, it's because it's literally because of my mom. So,
2: <laughs> well, the other one is also because of your mom. and that's,
0: No, but it's one, it's the same thing. <laughs> so the closet door story is also intertwined with keeping your feet inside the bed. So my mom has this story that her mom told her. So, you can blame my grandma for this, who's now a great grandma. She told me that if I don't have my closet door closed and my feet aren't in the bed, the people from the circus will come and take me.
1: No, thank you.
0: I agree. But literally, from whatever she started telling me till I was like 28 years old, that was the thing. No matter where we were. He still
2: will not let his feet out of the blanket at nighttime.
0: But now I'm old and my feet get cold, so I like to be I like to be be cozy.
2: And I'm the exact opposite. I will throw the blanket off in the middle of the night and not wear anything. And I'm just Um, like I'm
0: good. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking about middle night, literally before she even goes to bed, there's all the blankets (laughs) are (laughs) thrown strewn, Her feet are somehow in a
1: starfish. Always warm. So I remembered another irrational fear, and it was of this book my grandmother bought for me right before my brother was born. Uh, did you all ever read Maurice Sendak's books?
2: Yeah. No. You, like the Where the Wild Things Are? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So he wrote this book in 1981 called Outside Over There, which is actually the basis of the movie Labyrinth. But Ooh. the premise of the book is this girl gets really irritated with her baby sister, and the baby gets stolen by goblins. And she has to go, as per the movie, rescue her baby sister. The illustrations in this book are on par, like we talked about previously, with scary stories to tell in the dark. It was so unsettling. And my mom and my grandmother, when she was alive, were really, really close. And my mom was furious with her for giving me this book because I was traumatized by it.
2: I could see that. Like yeah. that's Labyrinth itself is also like that's kind of traumatizing. Don't show your kids that until they're like no. fifteen. Yeah. Also, I mean, David Bowie.
1: <laughs> I mean he inspired the sexual awakening of so many people in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Which is what it is. But
2: But it's also weird because he's like evil.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: <laughs> but it, it was. It, i mean i never. so i don't think i've ever seen La- the movie labyrinth but what, what, was he
2: kind of anti-hero he's the goblin king who steals her little brother and she has to go uh rescue him can we talk about a movie that shouldn't have given me nightmares but it did
0: was the mario live action movie
1: <laughs> that's nightmare fuel so i get it
0: it is because i was like when i first i'm like oh my god it's mario and it's luigi but I found out their names are Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. But the weirdest part about it was the King. Oh, the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you're a normal human being. Step in here and now you'll have a huge body and a small head. I'm like, what is going on? And it was like that in the Double Dragons movie. Like, these things didn't have... I mean, they had ratings, excuse me. But they were just so ridiculous
2: and awesome but crazy at the same time 80s and early 90s was filled with like awful movies that if you look at now you're like why did we watch these it's just it's a bunch of executives <laughs> leprechaun
1: did, oh god <laughs> a bunch of executives probably just did a shit ton of coke and we're like you know what's a great movie <laughs> a murdering leprechaun <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i think they made like four of them
1: or something <laughs> yeah which is so insane
0: so another movie that was similar to that and before we wrap it up is big trouble in little china
1: there was when he explodes?
0: Of, yeah!
2: Like, what the crap? No, no. Goonies. The Goonies scared the crap out of me. But,
0: but at the same time, The Goonies is an awesome movie, and now Netflix has created another movie that's Goonies-esque called Finding Ohana. And it's literally The Goonies, but it happens in Hawaii, and I want to do this movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the friend that they make... He's supposed to be scary.
0: Yeah, but like at the same time, when I was watching him, like I don't find him scary. I'd find him like a normal dude who loves candy bars.
2: Any other irrational fears? Any other
0: (laughs) stepways we want to take talking about irrational fears? No. Okay. Yeah so okay guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the of the millennial gap if you like to lit, write us five stars on any podcasting app if you listen to us please do if you have any questions or any rest you want to tell us about please email us at the millennial gap pod at gmail.com if you'd like to follow us on instagram i post a lot of funny pictures please follow us at the millennial gap on i said the millennial gap millennial gap pod. millennial gap, millennial gap at, on instagram and uh As always, mind Mind
2: the the gap. gap.
1: Oh, that was was real bad. That went way too slow. Real bad.